This is a podcast from Minute Media. Sox fans, here are the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Bastards of Boston Baseball. Big news happening on Sunday, perhaps the biggest news of this offseason, Heim Bloom finally makes a move. Jackie Bradley Jr. is not the biggest financial commitment Heim Bloom has made in his tenure because today he gave Trevor Story a six-year deal worth $140 million, so that'll be $23 million a year. There is an opt-out for Trevor Story after year four. However, if he's playing well, the Red Sox can negate that opt-out if they exercise the option for year seven early. So if the Red Sox option exercise that option in year three, Story cannot opt out. So it's kind of an interesting situation. There is not a no trade clause, though, so he could be traded at any time. And we know Heim Bloom likes to make trades. So anything is possible. But for now, if his elbow holds up and we're still waiting for clarity on that, but I, I think a lot of people are, are happy that Bloom made a splash. So joining me tonight, Jason Kelly, Charlie Smith. How are you, gentlemen? Doing much better now. Yeah, much better now. It's about time that Kyan Bloom put his big boy pants on. So today was a good day. Yeah, doing well. Uh, Terry and I actually spoke on the phone for uh, 10 minutes or whatever in the morning. And I said, you know, I, I think the, the Red Sox are, are are possibly out of this one. I think Trevor Story is going to sign either tonight, he's going to sign today, or it's going to be like a day or two right before uh, the season begins. And that's just going to be that. But I felt very confident. It's just going to be this weekend or right before 100%. And uh, I thought it was going to be um, either Houston or New York that ended up pulling the trigger. I didn't think that the Red Sox were really as invested, um, but incredibly happy that Bloom actually did something because it feels like for a little while, Jackie Bradley being the, the Bradley being the biggest investment hurt. So at least now we don't have to think about that anymore. That's a plus. I wonder if he saw those tweets. He's like, geez, they just exposed me. But no, just kidding. Um, so Trevor Story in the very first hot stove episode we did of this offseason was my guy. I wasn't saying the Red Sox were, were going to do it, but I was saying that's the one that they should hone in on because – he was going to be the value guy out of all of them. I think most of us were under the assumption that Carlos Correa would sign a deal worth at least 300 and and possibly above that. But Story was a guy that was going to cost no more than 150 And is winning a World Series, does Carlos Correa infinitely 
improve your odds of winning a, a World Series over a guy like Story? I mean, I, I think that Correa overall is a very good player. I think him and Story are pretty close. Correa might have the edge defensively, especially at shortstop. I think that, you know, we've, we've seen all the reports and, you know, we certainly saw enough of them, you know, before the story signing about his elbow. He, he has elbow issues, and that is a real concern for a lot of evaluators when it comes to his defense long term. Um, he wants to be a shortstop, but a lot of people are saying he can't play shortstop long term. There's even concerns about him playing second base long term because of the arm angle you have to use to play second base. So I think Correa's defensive prowess puts him a little bit above story, but story is a better power hitter. Um, he's also a better all-round player. He can steal bases. I think he's a better athlete than Correa is in that regard. So they're pretty close. Um, I'm not sure that I would put Correa a whole tier above Trevor story, but maybe a tick above just because of the defensive value. But that might be it. So um, naturally, your team's going to be much better uh, if you have one of those guys on there. I was just quickly looking online to see, you know, because video games can always be a little biased and whatnot. They got Trevor Story as the number two ranked shortstop, and Carlos Correa's not. I think he's like number four or five. Um, if I had the choice between Trevor Story or Carlos Correa, I would prefer Trevor Story. Um, I, you know, as Jason already mentioned, a better power hitter actually does stuff other than um you know play play good defense i think the the longevity issue pertains to both but trevor story can has a higher probability of playing the whole season without back problems it's really the arm that we're concerned that elbow um but the fact that he can crank this is someone who's hit 30 home runs multiple times in his career uh carl's career is still sitting there praying to do it maybe for the first time this year but even then we don't know so um maybe korea can do it who knows uh, i i still would rather have story stories just a, a better class guy I, i'd rather have him from a character standpoint I, I also like uh story a lot more but i my initial point i i think it's a push i i, I don't think you're you're more or less likely to win by having either one in your lineup i i think both are supremely talented and you know, if, if, if there was going to be an issue, it would be somewhere else in the lineup, the rotation or the bullpen. So I'm really happy. We got him for about what I figured he would sign for. Um, I was wondering with the lingering elbow issues, if perhaps the, the number would come down, I was thinking, uh, in the last 48 hours, probably like 18 to 22 million. And he signed for just above that 23 per year over the six years. So so I'm just, I'm happy. He, we got the guy we wanted. Hopefully more information on their pursuit will come out in the next few days. I, there'll probably be a press conference, an introductory press conference, and usually Bloom would, would make statements uh, before story is introduced. But it was, it was an emotional roller coaster the last the last few days, because like I said, he, he was my guy. He was my guy. And, and the elbow issues, not going to lie. I, I did temper it a little bit, but, but to, to see the wild rumors, like he loves Texas. That's a great place to raise a family. And, and the Yankees are getting back in the mix and they've got egg on their faces because 
they took Donaldson away from the Twins, and then the Twins parlayed that with the Correa signing. So they went from $25 million a year to Josh Donaldson to only giving Correa 10 more over that on a short-term deal. And New York just got totally outplayed. And so maybe maybe they're looking at story now to try to save face a little bit. It was, it was stressful and they don't have an easy answer at shortstop outside of Kiner Falefa, who's not an overwhelming offensive player. We saw the Glaber Torres experiment at shortstop. That was a fail. LeMayhew is adequate at any infield position, but he's getting up there. And so I thought the Yankees could, could definitely steal, story and then when the twins come dive bombing in for Correa I mean if the Mariners signed story would we be shocked or uh, another team so it was an emotional roller coaster and then this morning uh, not long after I woke up the Nightingale tweet came out that they had signed story so I'm thrilled there um real quick I've got his numbers up now in regards to the elbow He's gone on the injured list at least twice with elbow inflammation, once in 2018 and once in May of this past season in 2021. So while that sounds scary, here's the number of games Trevor Story has played throughout his career. His rookie season, 97 games, understandable. He's a rookie as my screen dies. Uh, 2017, 145 games, 2018 Actually, he must not have gone on the disabled list, but there were there were elbow concerns that year. I did see an article from 2018, but he did play 157 games that season. So he might have he might have sat out a couple of games, but 2019, 145 games. 2020, which was only a 60 game season, played 59 games. And then this year, he, past season, like I said, went on the injured list, but still played 142 games. So this, this guy's a gamer. He's not gonna, he, he's not gonna go on the injured list for any stupid reason. So if he has Tommy John, if the sky falls and they say, okay, Tommy John's what's going to have to happen. One scenario that could happen is if it ha if he has the surgery in the off season, he can probably DH for the first half of next season. Typically for a position player, you have about an eight or nine month recovery from Tommy John. So it's not, it's not the end of the world with a position player. And Shohei Otani had basically the same program. Well, the only difference with him was he had to DH for a full season, but all wasn't lost. His bat was still in the lineup and, was it last year or 2020 he came back? It was probably 2020, but um, as a pitcher, I meant Otani. So um, so I'm not completely freaked out here with with the elbow issue. No, and, and you have to remember, so Tr Trevor Story is coming here to play second base, right? That's part of all the reports. So who was your second baseman going into the season? It was Christian Arroyo. Christian Arroyo notoriously can't stay healthy. So as much concern as you might have over Trevor Story's elbow, I mean, you just listed off the amount of games he's played every year. Like, it's clearly not a severe issue. He's not missing a ton of games every year. He still seems more durable than Christian Arroyo. And he's, <laughs> obviously, he's obviously an offensive upgrade over Christian Arroyo as well. 
So all in all, you you got better at the second base position. Um, I'm not overly concerned about the elbow. I, I trust that the Red Sox kind of have an idea for him as to how they're going to treat that, how they're going to manage it going forward. Um, and again, like you, you're getting a more durable player at that position and your, your lineup just added 30 to 35 home runs guaranteed. So uh, no concerns at all on my end. There was one thing that came out from, I'm not sure if this is just something that they try to throw out for just negative propaganda that Colorado, um, two things came out from Colorado. One was that um, they, they were concerned with his medical and elbow injuries, issues, potentially being a cause for it. And then there was another rumor that came out saying that Colorado had offered more than six years and 140 million and he still didn't take it. And some people were saying, well, why wouldn't he take more money? Well, obviously, he wants a chance to win. Uh, Colorado is like where musicians go when it comes to Las Vegas. It's kind of like where your career is just going to be and nothing else special is going to happen. It is what it is. Um, I'm super content because Christian Arroyo spent, I want to say, like six maybe seven different spells on IL last year. It felt like it felt like every two weeks it was up, oh, you know, sneezed really hard, broke a rib, uh, slid funny, swung funny, slept funny, looked funny. Like everything was just odd with, with him. He just couldn't catch a darn break. Um, I'm, I'm so happy with this, with this signing. I, I feel that, uh, you know, for what Jason just said, you're, you're getting 30, 35 home runs, plus someone who can actually steal bases. I wouldn't be surprised if he was top two for stolen bases by the end of the year. He might lead the team. I, I just, it, he's he has that capability. He's stolen 20 plus bases two times, three times in his career. Um, and it, it wouldn't surprise me for him to have like a crazy rebound because when it comes to, to Trevor Story and what could be Fenway Park, 80 games a year, uh, there's going to be a lot of balls flying over that fence. So I'm I'm going to be really happy with it. And that's an excellent point, Charlie. The Rockies did offer him more money. I was just trying to find the the exact figures for that. I can't find them, but uh, apparently they did offer him a bigger deal. And the the story is, (laughs) it's going to be all kinds of puns with him in the future. Uh, But the story is that he told the Red Sox that he wants to win. And that's why he's in Boston. So I love that. I absolutely love that. One of my favorite hashtags is hashtag story time. I love it. I've I've said it on the show a few times, like long before this offseason. So let's talk about the future implications here. There's a guy at shortstop. Perhaps you guys have heard of him. Xander Bogarts. The first week he commits two errors in the same week, there is going to be civil war in this fan base on Trevor Story needing to play shortstop, especially if it costs us a game. If we lose a game, if a run or two scores because Xander flubbed one, it's going to be interesting to watch the the fighting. I don't think that's something I'm going to get too involved with. I will go on record saying I think Trevor Story should should be the shortstop. I think that the it should be a priority to 
make our left side infield defense a little bit better because it wasn't great last year. And Devers has his issues, makes up for it at the plate. But but it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that fighting has already started. The, the Xander Bogarts versus Trevor Story crowd has kind of already formed ever since he signed. Um, it hasn't taken very long. Look, I, I personally, I love Xander Bogarts. I've loved him, you know, since he's been here. Um, but we have seen that defensively, he's been a liability at times. I mean, the, the numbers, you know, whether you want to look at analytics or just straight up errors or whatever, like he's not a great defensive shortstop. Everyone knows that. You can see it if you watch the guy every day. Is he a great offensive player? Yes. He's one of the best offensive infielders in the game. But his defense is slipping. And Xander is pretty much the same age as Trevor Story at this point, I think. I think they're both 29. So Xander actually might be a little bit earlier. I think he's I think he's 30. So at this point, you have to look at Bogarts and say, this is a guy who has hinted at opting out. In the past, he's he's been talking about that for a long time. Now he's been talking about wanting to get more money. And here comes Trevor Story, who is a better defensive player than him. That conversation is naturally going to pop up of, should Trevor Story just take over his shortstop and should we just let Xander go on his way? Um, I know a lot of Red Sox fans are clamoring for a Xander Bogarts extension, and they kind of live in this dreamland of, Sanders just going to willingly move to second base or Trevor story is willingly going to stay at second base for the rest of his career. I don't buy it. Um, I, I think long-term, I think Trevor stories here, Xander Bogarts is gone. Um, and again, I, I love Xander. He's been a great Red Sox for his whole career, but I think the writing's on the wall. I think Trevor story being signed here is Kyan Bloom and the Red Sox management looking at it going, yeah, we're pretty much sure that Sanders not going to stay, and and we can't we can't give him the number or the position that he needs to stay here long term. So, I think Sanders gone. I think the Red Sox are happy with that because we've heard all about Marcelo Mayer. We've heard all about Nick York. These are two infielders that the Red Sox are extremely high on. And if Trevor Story's here for six years, and Xander Bogarts wants to opt out, I think Kyan Bloom and and the Red Sox management are comfortable in the fact that they've got infielders that are coming up that are ready to develop and, and ready to be at the big league level and they're willing to let Xander walk. So as much as I love Bogarts, I, I feel like he's the one that's, he's going to leave and it's Trevor stories here to stay. And we might get just one more year of Xander Bogarts and that's it. I've, I've actually was, was looking at both numbers for, uh, for story and for Xander uh, earlier today. And while you've seen the numbers decline a little bit, the difference in age between the two minuscule month and a half uh, Xander is older by just a little bit. The difference is you just signed Trevor story. He's not going anywhere. So unless Xander Bogarts is willing to play ball and understand that his position, it's not like a, we're, we're asking you it's eventually going to be a we're, we're telling you because this is the person that's going to be more fit for the position he's a little bit more athletic i think he's he's a faster guy he's just going to be able to play the ball a little bit better um i'm not really concerned with the fan base when xander bogarts commits two errors in a game because there's a chance it could happen rafi devers committed two in an, two in, a, in an inning it was awful it was terrible you know 
there's going to be something to worry about in the war room because there's going to be a lot of words. That's what I'm actually concerned about because I've already been pretty vocal about the fact that while I respect Xander, he's a gamer. I get it. There are right times and wrong times to open your mouth. And Trevor's story has not once been in the, in the, in the eye of the public saying something not at the right time. Xander has been kind of caught doing it one and a half, two times and in the span of a year. So yeah, it's not going to take long. I think it, it might be a year, just that final year that Xander gets to play short. If he's unwilling to move from short, I think that's a, a bigger reason as to why people need to understand why Xander won't be with the Red Sox past 2022. If he's willing to warp and move, play a different position and be a team player, that changes things. But if he's not, toodles. You guys make some excellent points. And it should be noted that Trevor Story is here to win championships and he has no agenda. His contract is signed and he's here for uh, at least three or four years uh, before the opt out and which will happen at age 33. How robust is his market going to be at that point? Um, We'll see. I hope he works out great. And I, I hope I hope the Red Sox exercise his option. I mean, that only takes him through age 35, 36. He he's 29 now. So I'll tell you what I think happened. And I, I had similar takes maybe in last night's show, but maybe not exactly. I guarantee you in the last 48, 72 hours, Scott Boris has engaged the Red Sox as far as a possible extension for Bogarts, because it's going to be very complicated for Boris to have two of his clients in the off season next year. And juggling both, trying to get them both a max deal. Xander Bogarts loves playing for Alex Cora. And I think in his heart of hearts, I think I think he would rather stay in Boston. Having said that, I think coming into this winter, he was kind of resigned to the fact that he might be playing for someone else after this season. But I bet you Scott Boris has tried to engage the Red Sox to get him a bigger deal to stay here. And then he can focus next winter on Carlos Correa getting a big deal, um, you know, for that client. And it's, it's just going to be interesting, but I don't think the Red Sox want Xander. I like you guys were saying, he just doesn't fit. There's guys in the pipeline that are going to play in the middle infield. So, does Xander go to third? It's possible. I doubt he's going to first because they're going to need that for Casas. I mentioned last night, if I were Xander, I would I would take some reps out in left field. I would show some versatility, but he seems dead set on being a shortstop. And we'll, we'll see how it goes. But if opening day starts and... We're not hearing any rumors about Bogart's extensions, about conversations about extensions. It's going to be interesting because this fan base is not ready to even wrap their heads around Bogart's not being here after 2022. It, it, it would be no different than not signing Pedroia in 2014. It would be the same thing. 
I, I think you have to look at what Bloom has done over the last year. I think Bloom is telling the fan base Bogarts is gone. He drafted Marcelo Mayer. He traded Hunter Renfro at his peak for a corner infielder, um, corner infield prospect, this Benellis kid from Milwaukee. Um, you know, again, you've got Nick York, who's an up-and-coming second baseman. Then he goes out and signs Trevor Story. And Story, for now, has agreed to play second base, but we all know he wants to be a shortstop. The Red Sox infield is suddenly extremely crowded, and Cassis is well on his way. He's close to being a major leaguer. Um, and then you've got Bobby Dahlbeck, who I think the Red Sox are still very high on. Meanwhile, Rafael Devers still doesn't have a contract extension. Don't don't sleep on that either. So I think Kyan Bloom is telling you by the moves he makes, by the guys that he's drafting, by the prospects they're pumping up, what he wants his infield to look like. And I don't think Xander Bogarts is a part of that. I think Trevor Story is. I think Marcelo Mayer is. I think even Cassis and this Benellis kid is. But I don't think Xander Bogarts is. So I agree. I, I feel like he's he's gone at this point. Maybe Boris has reached out about a contract extension, but we all know how Scott Boris can be. Scott Boris is a great agent, but at times he pushes too hard. He pushes teams too hard about you've got to pay this guy this X amount of money or we're walking. And a lot of teams go, okay, let him walk then because we're not paying him that. And some stupid team's going to come along like the Phillies or the Marlins or whatever that have a lot of, you know, payroll left and they're going to pay Xander Bogarts an obscene amount of money. And that's where I see it going. I, I don't see him staying here long-term. Personally, I I would rather keep Devers. I I don't know where the, where the fan base, we're not keeping them both. We know that much, but It's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be messy through the media this year <laughs> as far as that goes. Go ahead, Charlie. Yeah, so I, we were talking about this a couple days ago. I don't remember which night, and I want to say we've mentioned it more than once. If uh, Heim Bloom doesn't sign Trevor Story or re-sign Rafael Devers, it's going to be ugly. Now, if you do one of the two, okay. And up until this morning, neither one had been complete. We can rest a little bit, and I think he has a little bit more of a leash because he got one of those two objectives done and and done well. I'm not angry with the contract that Trevor Story got. I'm happy that he got that deal. Losing out on Rafael Devers could potentially impact the team negatively for years to come. Devers has been a Red Sox his entire career. Not to say that Xander hasn't. But I think Devers, with the way that he plays, the style he plays, just his mentality, is the type of person that you want to have on your team moving forward. He's the type of person that is team first. He'll get frustrated. He'll hit himself in the head. He'll do his little before every at-bat, before every pitch. And he's kind of like the little brother that everybody, you know, everyone takes care of. Pretty soon, he's going to be the big brother taking care of everybody else. He's the type of person you want. Not to say, again, that Xander isn't. I just feel that... Devers is going to be able to impact the team in a, in a more effective manner than Xander ever will. And I think that Rafael Devers truly does want to stay in Boston and not necessarily just at Rafi Devers's price. I think they're going to be able to negotiate and come up to some clean terms as to what will get it done. 
Xander Bogarts wants an astronomical number. In a big spot in the ninth inning, who do you want? Devers or Bogarts? Rafi Devers every day. Yeah, Devers. Yeah, absolutely. He's had some postseason moments and good postseason numbers. Can he, you know, people love to bring up Pablo Sandoval. Is that what Devers will turn into around age 30? He looks like a gamer to me uh, with the right manager. He he gets his act together. He looked a lot leaner last year, I will say, than years past. I haven't really uh, seen him much in uh, spring training. I was kind of, I should have paid more attention to the game today than I, I did, but... Um, but he he's definitely my guy going forward. So he, he looks good. I, from what I, I saw him today, and he, he looks in shape. Yeah, he, he doesn't look too heavy or anything like that. So, and I, I do think Alex Cora is a big part of that. I feel like Alex Cora, two years ago or last year, really they him and the management got on Devers for you know he had a monster 2019, and then they you know he came in a little bit out of shape after that. And I feel like they really got on him being like, hey, you, you, you've got to get your act together. If you want to be a big leaguer, you've got to get in shape. And so far, like, again, I so far in spring, he looks like he's in shape. He looks good. As far as the payroll situation right now, the, the Red Sox actually are over the luxury tax threshold by $2 million. It's 230 now. We're sitting at 232 I don't really – I mean – I'm a big trade Vasquez guy, and that would free up six million. You could trade Barnes; that might free up seven million. But I don't see either of those happening at this point in the game. So, if you're going to be over the luxury tax a little bit, I mean, it, signing a guy like Devers makes a lot of sense because you're still losing ninety-five million next year. So say, just to make the math easy, just say Devers is getting 30 a year. You're still going to be 65 under next year. So it's it's not the end of the world to exceed it for one year. The farm system is ranked 11th now, depending on what list you look at. Um, I think, did Erod get the qualifying offer? I think he did. Yeah, so... You're on mute, Charlie. Yeah, no, rejected it. Like, I, I didn't want to say it, but yeah, rejected. I'm pretty sure because then he ended up getting the bigger deal. Yeah, so that's a pick we're going to get anyway, you know, as far as what we do. So um, I don't I don't know. It's too early to start talking about whether JD will get the qualifying offer. but um, And we don't even know if that is even going to be in place anyway because if they agree to the international draft this summer, then the those picks could go um, by the wayside, and they should anyway, if we're being completely honest. But yeah, so all right, we'll uh, I guess we'll wrap on that. But uh, ended up being a quicker show than we thought. But I can't imagine anything too critical is going to happen. We will try to come on at some point during the week, uh, even if other moves happen across the league. So. We'll uh, come on and talk some baseball, but I think the bulk of the shopping is done for the year. So, <laughs> yeah, I I think they're done. I think this is your roster. So yeah, that's where, it. Where are we at right now? March twentieth. So 
that's uh, 18 days out. So we're two and a half weeks out from uh, opening day, which is on a Thursday. It's a day game that is so annoying. There's only two 7 o'clock games before like April 19th. If you look at the schedule, it's brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. It for, works perfectly for me. I work from home, so yeah, I'm all for it. <laughs> Us regular normal workers are uh, going to not be rewarded with a whole lot of baseball right out of the shoot. So, all right. Any final thoughts, Charlie? Nah, man, I'm just super pumped that we got story, right. you know, like this is, this is a big, big day for us. And I'm, I'm happy we got some, uh, some good stuff coming up. Yeah. Bloom finally made a move. So he did it. I don't have to carry on my tired narrative for another 365 days. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. All right. Everyone uh, in the audience, have a good start to your week. We'll be with you uh, in a few days. Take care. Nice.